Hey everyone, Carter Todd here. Here's another installment of Out of the Hourglass presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. I feel welcome. Jimmy Falk. Always great to be here with NCG. Back in studio. Loving it. This is Andrew. This is Jim. And we are the The Sales Guys. Guys. I love that. I don't think everybody does. That's never going to get all They probably hate it at this point. (laughs) I love it. Uh, all right, let's jump in. We got a big topic Ooh, to talk about. Big one. Big uh, one. We uh, something we love to talk about, but we have not done too many trainings on uh, transactional analysis. So this is some more advanced uh, sales training. Uh, this is boot camp 2.0 material. Uh, so, Jimmy, what is transactional analysis? TA. Yeah, that's a great question, Andrew. I, I can't help but get the feeling you asked for a reason. Well, you know, Jimmy, you've been poking me in the ribs for like years to do a topic, to do this topic. And for some reason, my head trash has gotten in the way, but we're, we are tackling this thing. It's a big, it's kind of a big thing. Mm, and we need our, we need reps across Summit to be, uh, we need to up their game. Yes. And uh, while, while anybody that's listening uh, that's been been training with us for any number of years knows that was a that was a gentle reverse. Um, that also comes from the nurturing parent. So, uh, with that said, uh, transactional analysis um, was a concept uh, or is a concept that was developed by psychologist uh, Eric Byrne uh, many many years ago, and he talks about the fact that there's three uh, ego states uh, within each of us: uh, the parent. Um, which is made up of two different um, states, the critical parent as well as the nurturing parent, uh, the adult and the child. Um, All three are behaviors, thoughts, and feelings um, that are learned and recorded, and they're they're on these recordings that are looped in our our mind. So uh, the parent are the behaviors, thoughts, and feelings copied and learned from parents or, or really any mentor, any authority figure um, from from the time that we're young. Uh, could have been our parents, uh, could have been aunts, uncles, it could have been coaches, it could have been any any anybody that we looked up to as a leader. So, so quick review, where we're at is these are ego states, ego states. ways of behaving, of, of internal motivation. Mm-hmm. Parent. That's the parent, yeah. Adult. And child. And child. And they each behave in their own ways and have their own tapes, loops in our mind. Yes. Okay. And so you were describing the parent. That, yep. That was the parent. Um, the adult uh, is, the, is the behaviors, the thoughts and feelings um, that are direct responses to what's happening in our life right now, um, uh, the here and now. So tends to be fairly intellectual, some of those conversations, some of those thoughts that go in our head. Um, and when we, when we look at it in a buying cycle, the adult is the one that starts to justify um, decisions to buy. Um, they start to look at the pluses and minuses, uh, the pros and cons. You so know, logic. The, lo- the very logic, logical. The logic behind it. Very logical, um, uh, as well as intellectual. Um, there's a key difference between um, the emotional buy and the intellectual buy, and we're, we're going to talk about that in a few mm-hmm. minutes as well. Mm-hmm. The third ego state is the child, and again, that's the behaviors, thoughts, and feelings 
um, that are replayed from childhood. So why do we why do we talk about this and why do we bring this subject up? Um, I mean, it certainly doesn't have anything to do with selling, does it? Well, one of the one of one of my favorite quotes that I heard years ago uh, is that people buy emotionally, but then justify their decisions intellectually. It's like the impulse buy at the supermarket. You know, they, there's a reason why they put the candy in the gum and uh, the the chocolate right there by the check register. It's exactly right. So as adults, um, we buy emotionally and then justify the decisions intellectually. The emotional, so in general, if we make the decision, our inner child makes the decision to buy something, um, we're, it's said that we're either moving away from pain or moving towards pleasure. So moving away from pain, and that's why in the sales process we talk about pain so often. Um, where does it hurt, um, and is it something that we can help make better? Um, and are, are they motivated to make it better? Are they motivated to make it better? I'm so the child is the emotional part. The child is the one that makes the, the decision emotionally that they want. They either want to move away from the pain, ouch, that hurts, I'm motivated to solve that, or move towards pleasure. They, they, they see and they can almost feel and taste that pleasurable experience that's ahead. Oh, my gosh. So. You, you can handle this whole thing from start to finish? Oh, that would be so great. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll share a few stories. Um, so when I was a kid, and, I, and I'll, I don't remember how old I was, I was probably 10, 11, 12 in that range. Um, from the time, I would say from midsummer on, all I wanted was a new BMX bike. I mean, that's all I could think mm. about. And now I'm definitely showing my age here, but I remember picking out the bike from, I believe it was the Sears catalog. Nice. So anybody, nice. So if you don't know what a, uh, first of all, if you don't know what Sears is, or if you don't know what a catalog is, uh, you're Google a lot it. younger than I am. <laughs> Google it, right? <laughs> but the, yeah, the catalogs. It's a, it's a thing of beauty. Oh, uh, the catalogs were, I mean, that was the big thing when the catalogs came out. I mean, they were these thick books of everything the department store sold. Producer Carter, are you familiar with the Sears catalog? I'm old enough to have, uh, you know, circled some holiday catalogs around Christmas time to tell Santa what I he, wanted. He knows oh. what he's talking. He's not faking it. He knows I'm what he's talking about. I like it. <laughs> nice, I like it. Nice. All right. So I wanted that BMX bike so bad that I ripped the page out of that Sears catalog. And not only did I show it to my parents over and over and over again, probably to the point where they wanted to beat me or, <laughs> or, or make me eat that, that page out of the catalog, I carried that picture around. I literally had it folded neatly, and I would carry it around with me during the day as we were running around in the summer playing with friends or going to school, and I'd show people, like, this is what I want. This is what I'm getting for Christmas. That, that's the emotional one. That's, so as an adult, I look back on that. That's that child making that decision. Like, that's all I can think about. That's what I want. So as as somebody who's selling to a prospect, the first sale you make has to be the emotional sale. It has to be the inner child in your prospect saying, ouch, this hurts, and you have the solution to help me. Or 
they see the pleasure that's going to come from the experience of working from you. If they don't have either of those two motivators, that was the word used, Andrew, and it's a perfect word. If they're not emotionally invested and the, the motivation isn't there, they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything about it. They're not gonna buy. So these three ego states, it's a way of describing sort of who you're selling to. And and but it's also a, a way of describing different thoughts that are happening in the in the prospect or the customer's mind. Yeah. And as you as you were talking there, the, the thing that came to mind was the engineer selling to the engineer. You know, all they want is the logic, the logic, the logic. And six estimates later, they just have more more options and benefits. But the actual decision comes from whenever, wherever they feel an emotional connection, whether they realize it or not. Um, but getting them into that emotional state, you know, it's sometimes tough, but it, it's that that's what that's what came to mind was just that the customer that just wants options, options, and they're stuck in this logical state, and we have to get them into the emotional state of being attached to a decision. The emotional state is everything. Um, so I'll share another story. Uh, over the winter, it was post Christmas. Um, I happened to be at Best Buy uh, returning something uh, that, that wasn't a fit for me. And, um, I started to peruse and, and look at all the televisions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. <laughs> and, you know, it's pretty amazing, the technology. I mean, the TVs I have aren't terribly old, but when you look at the new pictures, um, it is, it is pretty amazing how, how the technology changes. Mm -hmm. We're building. So, I was getting excited. I'm looking at the TVs. There's some specials, you know, some post-Christmas specials going on. And I'm like, oh, I'll think about it. Went back, went back home later that day. I was telling my wife, Jean, about it. And um, she said, well, I don't think we really need a TV. And I'm like, ah, you, you know, I, I'm not sure that we do neither. You know, I'll sleep on it and see how I feel about it in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, the morning came and I was like, meh, yeah, I'm okay with the TVs I have right now. Mm. So there wasn't there. My inner child wasn't emotionally bound to the to that TV that I saw. There wasn't enough emotion within me to make that one. So who was talking when you woke up the next morning and you said you were okay? Which ego state was talking there? Well, that the, was the parent. It was it was the the well. I would say it was my adult because I started to weigh the pros and cons. Mm -hmm. um, and there wasn't enough pros. So if I emotionally, if my child really wanted that TV, uh, my adult would have fought for it. So when our, for the sales reps that are listening, when they leave, this is exactly what happens is their customers and your, the, your customers at Nolan go back into that adult state. Yeah, exactly. Now, fast forward a few weeks. Now, this, this did not happen to me, but I thought about it. Um, so, uh, for the Super Bowl, uh, we were having a party, having, you know, having 20 people or so over. Now, what if I was in that same position and it was Saturday and the TV in my family room went out? Well, now all of a sudden, th there's some pain there. Oh, boy. I, I got 20 people coming to watch the most anticipated game of the year, and my TV's on the fritz. In Philadelphia, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? Exactly. So now, all of a sudden, I have pain. I, I have a real problem 
that I need to solve. And so that's where that emotion comes in. Now, all of a sudden, there's enough mo- emotion um, to drive to make make to help me make that decision towards buying that product. So that's the difference. It, it really does come down to being emotionally involved in it. There's, uh, I think this is in um, Emotional Intelligence, in the Emotional Intelligence book, which is a, a huge, very thick book. Uh, but one of the examples I remember uh, from it is there was a case study done on a gentleman who had been in a car accident and he lost uh, part of his brain. And he, he was still alive, but the part of the brain that he lost was an emotional center. And one of the results was that he was indecisive that he had now become a, a new personality and he couldn't become emotionally attached to anything. He could come up with logical reasons to make any choice and just struggled, couldn't, couldn't actually make a decision. Um, so walk us forward then on how, what should, our, what should the sales reps listening to this be taking away here? How, are they, how can they apply this now? Well, uh, first, I, I think um, a clear takeaway is that um, you're really selling when you as the seller and you're, you're interacting with your prospect, you really don't look at that person as, as one, um, understand that you're actually selling to three individual ego states. And the first one, the first sale you have to make is to that inner child. Remember people, people buy emotionally, but then they justify their decisions intellectually. So the justification uh, becomes uh, part of uh, talking about budget, understanding decision process, if there's other people that are part of the decision process, um, helping them weigh some of the pros and cons. That's where they start to in, to uh, justify that decision intellectually. It's, I was Just as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, okay, so let's compare this to the sales process. And the the first step is setting the table. So that satisfies the logical adult and then we start finding pain and once once we've satisfied the adult in the room with an agenda and clear expectations and here's what we expect and now we can relax a little bit and start finding pain and making it emotional and getting into what they really want um, do you do you think is it is it better either way in in getting to the child is it more powerful to move away from pain or towards pleasure uh, I would say move away from pain. Mm. Um, when 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 you know when it hurts, and you know I'm 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 using that term uh, in a figurative way. Um, you you want to solve that hurt. You want to make it feel better. So the um, the reason I ask is one of the um, points we hit on in the sales 1.0 uh, boot camp, the the new rep or sales process boot camp that we do, is make them wallow in it. Really sit there and delve into the pain. I think some new reps sort of struggle with that because they, oh, I don't want to create this. But people move away from pain, right? So really follow the pain funnel and, and get it to be emotional. Yeah. And, it, and, it, it, and it's, it's possible to feel those emotions at the same time. It, it, I've seen many instances over the years where customers are not only moving away from pain, but at the same time, moving towards pleasure. So, in, in our industry, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I ask early in the process, especially with new clients, is, 
you know, what made them decide to, you know, approach this project now? Why is this important at this at this moment in time, uh, so to speak? And so from an aesthetic standpoint, I've had customers over and over. As a matter of fact, I was just at one yesterday that said, I, I can't stand the colors in this house. And I hate I hate the, the thought of even coming home. Okay, so there's pain there. Child ego state. Okay. Child ego state. There's pain that she wants to solve. She hates coming home. But at the same time, we're also I'm also helping her to paint a picture of how amazing the home's going to look, mm. and helping her not only solve her pain but help her move towards pleasure. So, what role is the parent playing here? We have so we have the logical ego state that's weighing the pros and cons. We have the emotional ego state that says, "I want that," uh, or "Get me away, get me out of here." Uh, where is where does the parent come in? Um, when you say where does the parent come in, you mean from the seller standpoint or from, the, from the prospect yeah, standpoint? Yeah, from the from the prospect standpoint. What when when they flip into the parent ego state? Yeah, um, I think the the parent from the prospect side, you know, while the adult is the, is the rational one, the intellectual that's weighing the pros and cons and looking at the the benefits, the potential benefits. Um, I think the, the, the parent is the one that is thinking about, if okay, if we make this decision, what are the potential consequences? Like, is this really the right decision for us now? Um, that's the, mm-hmm. the thought process they're going through. Uh, so uh, in, as people flip, you know, you, you, I think sometimes it does feel like there's a different person on the, on the, this is a totally different person than what I was dealing with when I was at their house. And now they've become critical. Mm. Now they're they're weighing um, a judgment yep. on and having to make a judgment call. So when when a, a sales rep is in this position, when they're dealing with someone in this critical mindset, what do you what approach do you take? When I'm sorry, say that again. When this yeah, what what approach do you take when you encounter someone who's in this this more critical judgment oriented mindset? Uh, you mean how do you bring it back to being emotional? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So you're you're asking that if I find my prospect is in a critical parent mindset, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know if there's a magic or a silver silver bullet to solve that, um, but I will say that from my experience over the years, um, I, I've encountered um, many many prospects that um, the, the initial conversations were very intellectual. And, you know, there, there's a there's a there's a saying that 70, 70 percent of your your selling behavior should come from your your nurturing parent uh, and 30 percent from your adult. So the nurturing parent is the one that's able to really slow that process down and start to ask thoughtful questions and start to probe and, you know, things like, you know, why are you considering this project now? Why is this important to you mm-hmm. now? Um, you know, what, what are some of the considerations when looking for contractors and all those different types of questions. So I think if, if you find yourself in front of somebody that is a prospect that's acting as a critical parent, um, the best thing you can do is slow down and, and become more of that nurturing parent and, and try to get them to open up. Hmm. So it is an ego state that needs to be uh, pacified or honored. It, it isn't something to blow off. It's This is a stage that they're going through. Yeah. Um, and working them back to into that bringing up the pain again. Yeah. Um, 
where might in in wrapping up here where might a sales rep start if if a if a sales rep this is definitely getting from 40% to north of 50 mm-hmm. is definitely starting to understand some of these more advanced strategies i think it was San, was it sandler that said sales is a play put on by psychologists right, or, exactly. psychi- or or psychiatrists or psychiatrists psychos <laughs> Sales is a play put <laughs> on by psychos. <laughs> um, uh, that's a scary thought. Where we've we have t- described the tip of the iceberg on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how might uh, sales reps listening today start implementing this? Well, it, it, I think keeping it uh, as simple as possible um, will help. So. I could I can sh- just just from my own experiences when I first started um, training, you know, in this in this model, the Sandler uh, type model, um, I was very I went about it in a very intellectual way. Um, I sold mostly, and I use that the the term sold loosely, mostly <laughs> from my adult ego state, um, where I was very intellectual, and even though I was I was trying to probe and ask questions. I really wasn't digging for pain. Um, so features and benefits then would be an adult. It definitely would be approach. It, adult it, ego style, ego state. It 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 absolutely is. And you know, to your point with uh, engineers, um, you know, they they might solicit uh, four or five, six vendors, and every one of them approaches them in the same way, in an adult fashion, features and benefits. You know, here's what we can do for you. Um, everybody sounds the same. Um, you know, my goal, and, and I know people have heard me say this probably uh, a million times, uh, you know, my goal is that I want to be act as a consultant when I'm in front of that customer. Um, so the beginning of my real success came from understanding that I'm not selling to the person, the apparent or the adult in front of me at that moment. I need to sell to the, I need to find where that emotional one is inside that ego state, that inner child. If I can start to really probe and find that emotional state, either help them, if there is indeed pain, help them move away from it or find the pleasure and help them attain that, then it makes everything so much easier. That, it really that does inner start. child is in there. It's in and there. You've got to find it. It yeah, correct. And it may it may not be in there. Just like my example of, you know, going to the Best Buy after Christmas, and okay, um, it all looked nice and pretty, but there really wasn't an emotional drive in me. My inner child didn't care enough to to go back the next day and Would make you, that purchase. Do you do you ever bring that up when you're on a sales call when you can't find? any pain or that that child ego state and it's all a very intellectual conversation do you do you ever bring that up you know it it sounds like it sounds like maybe you you don't have enough information to move on this or or do you do you ever um, flip that around and say it when you can't find pain um yeah not maybe not in so many words uh but I, i've had i've had interactions with clients where I feel that the conversation is continually intellectual and I get to the point where, you know, I, I, I'm getting the feeling that maybe we're not the right fit for this project. So I, you know, there are times where I'll gently take it away to see what the response is. Um, cause that is, that is a way to get your prospect to open up a bit further as well. Yeah. If they want it, if they want it, come yeah. Back. 
Yeah. So I'm hearing a, a couple things here. Uh, be aware that the person standing in front of you isn't necessarily who you're selling to. That customers do in fact change when when you're at their house and they're emotional. You can and you're doing a good job finding their pain. They're flipping back to their logical adult. So it it, it is the same person. It may it may feel like a totally different person, but these three ego states and the importance of re, of bringing them back to the pain and helping them make a decision and satisfying these other ego states in steps of the process. So like you said, yeah. the budget decision, next step, those are all logical parts that satisfy the adult, but it, it's the child that's going to make the decision. So for sales reps out there, I, I think a, a place to learn more, you can certainly Google transactional analysis. Sandler sales training will come up when you, when you Google that. Uh, you can also purchase um, the Sandler Success Principles. It's a book, the, the Sandler Success Principles uh, from Amazon or any, any uh, bookseller. And this does have several chapters on the transactional analysis. Jimmy, thank you very much. Thank you, Andrew. Always glad to be here. Carter, give a shout out to our producer extraordinaire. Thanks, fellas. Pleasure having you on, Jim. Thank you. Have a good one. You too.